Love Aboard the Titanic and Billy the Kid's Wife, Timeless Romantic Shorts, written by R. Barry Flowers, narrated by Mo Rock. Love Aboard the Titanic. My story begins with arguably the grandest luxury liner ever to take to the seas, the Titanic. Certainly, it was the most impressive of its time. Built in 1912 by a British shipping company called the White Star Line, the Titanic was 11 stories high, four blocks long, and equipped with the very latest in safety devices. Indeed, she was billed as unsinkable, thanks to a double-bottom construction and 16 watertight compartments of which two could actually flood without the ship sinking. With this imposing backdrop, on April 10, 1912, the Titanic set sail from Southampton on her maiden voyage to New York. The passenger list included such prominent names as Allison, Astor, Thayer, and Carter. In all, these prominent people represented about $250 million. My entry into the picture did not begin until April 11th, when the Titanic stopped at Queenstown to pick up more passengers, including me, a native of Detroit, Michigan. I'd spent the last year attending Oxford as a graduate student of linguistics. For the return home, I couldn't resist the challenge of saying I was there when this mighty ship first crossed the Atlantic. And so, with the help of a distant cousin, I gathered my meager savings to purchase a second-class ticket for this once-in-a-lifetime journey. I was one month removed from my 25th birthday. When the Titanic left Queenstown at 2 p.m., it carried 1,316 passengers, 891 crew members, and perhaps just as much excitement and anticipation for what lay ahead. I was roomed with a 26-year-old Irish woman named Kathleen McMurphy. This was her first trip to America, where she hoped to find work in New York as a dressmaker. What happens if there are no such openings? I asked her with dread as we lay on our tiny beds in our small room. She laughed. I expect I'd have to set up me own business. I'm told anyone could do anything in America if they try hard enough. I sneered. You wouldn't want to do just anything, Kathleen. Without trying to scare you half to death, many young, overly ambitious women and men come to the States with great expectations, only to end up selling their bodies just to survive. You mean hooking? <laughs> yes. She laughed again. Aye, maybe that won't be so bad, especially if they're good-looking blokes. <laughs> I widened my eyes. You can't be serious. I'm not, she teased. And don't you be either. I am a survivor. What's meant to be will be. In less than a day, I felt as if we had known each other for years. I wished I could be more like Kathleen, brave, funny, confident, and shapely, instead of shy, serious, uncertain, and far too thin for my liking. After dinner that evening, we went for a walk on the promenade deck to mingle with others and enjoy the fresh, chilly air. Isn't it funny? whispered Kathleen. How much alike we second-classers look. Do you suppose those filthy rich people up there or the filthy poor ones below us share similar resemblance? <laughs> I chuckled. Only in the money they have, or don't have. Class lines on the Titanic were clearly drawn, giving the very real appearance of three different worlds within one. 